It's the industry game masters, RC and Muse, and you're listening to Going Off. RC, I think this is the wildest array <laughs> of albums we've ever discussed in one episode. We've got hip hop, we've got varying degrees and subgenres of metal, and then, yeah, over to the side, we've got. The coffee shop, Lilith Fair. (laughs) You know. It's like, wow, okay. So we've got Paula Cole and the album This Fire, requested by Hannah. And this is the one with all the hits. And by all the hits, I mean both of them. (laughs) Actually, you know what's funny? I was, uh, because I put on Twitter before I uh, live streamed, I was like, because I just saw the name of the album, and I was like, oh, will will I be saying this fire to this Paula Cole album? <laughs> or will oh. I, yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, I had to try to come up with two other puns or something like that. And I was like, will I, uh, uh, something about the obscure Marx Brothers? <laughs> will I be chewing this soundtrack up and spitting it out like Gummo. <laughs> and what the hell is the so, other one? W- uh, will the proverbial hair uh, be cut off from the <gasps> musical brawn of uh, Chica's mm. album? <clears throat> Boo. <laughs> tomatoes, tomatoes. Why does everyone bring tomatoes to these things? <laughs> Why Cabbage. does everyone bring fresh fruit to these fucking events? It's usually rotten fruit because it, when, it, when it smacks, it explodes. It like pull it out the trash can? I don't understand. So there's always a cart nearby. Someone from Selling the nearby... Rotten fruit. Yeah, the, rotten the, fruit. They, get your rotten fruit. They save it, is the thing. Like, oh. they, they sell the good produce all week wow, long. And then by the end of the week... That's, that, that's my head cannon. That you've got to keep a box over to the side of all your cabbage and lettuce and tomatoes and t- tomatoes and all that shit. And you bring it with you. And now all of a sudden, you're the popular kid oh at, the, uh, at, at the at the public shaming. You, you're selling cash on both ends of the uh, the life of a, a freshness of a vegetable. You know, it, oh, I just happened to yeah. live in Gotham mm-hmm. City in the town square. Oh, uh, they're booing uh, this penguin character. Oh, I just happened to be selling uh, fresh fruit at the event because, you know, I was thinking there's people, people going to be in the area and now people are sitting on them. Well, I only pull out my bin. <laughs> Putting the dollar on it like Let Mr. Let me spin Krabs. this cart around. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do you think they're selling the, the rotten vegetables and fruit to make a profit? I mean, Come that on. does make sense, right? Spongeboy me, Bob. Put a dollar on that thing before you turn that card around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got a quote from old curmudgeon Robert Christgau, oh, if I'm saying that, that nice right. Name. Yeah. Where you're like, did you have to be there for this guy for what he says about these albums? Like, (laughs) they always come out weird. He would walk around in his different colored flannel and he would give the numerical (laughs) ratings that everyone on the social media of the day would argue about. Oh, sure. Um, So a quote I have uh, talking about this fire, it says, 
appraising the album as merely a sub-peak of the female-identified genre, Cole is just, a, is just a romantic egoist who can't resist turning ordinary human problems into three-act dramas. Kate Bush fans will love her. I don't really know where he's coming from with that. Like, it seems pretty negative. Yeah, and like, he doesn't seem to like Kate Bush either. Yeah, what's going on with that? So I I'm just going to say that he's not a fan of the, this is interesting, female-identified genre is a very weird phrase. I never you know, thought I'd There's read. all the genres that the men do, and then there's that female genre that they do, you know? I had forgotten who Paula Cole was until I saw uh, oh, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone, and immediately I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I feel like in the modern age of the um, R.I.P. Uh, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, I was just thinking, the, yes, that was one of my notes. And the more relevant than ever uh, Kate Bush, mm. that people like Paula Cole uh, kind of get lost in the shuffle, and people don't really talk about her much for better or worse i don't really know even after this i'm kind of unsure how i really feel look if we're gonna talk about uh the female gender genre the female identified genre rc you the better get used genre. to it because it's taking the musical world by storm uh like we you know but specifically you know uh female rockers in the 90s you know what i'm saying like we we just got done with your girl bjork you know what i'm saying so we know what it means to have our brains rocked out of our skulls, <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like, like, when it comes to, like, this this flavor, like, in this time period, very interestingly enough, like, I don't think she's bad, but there is this weird sense of, like, yeah, did you did she just not get, like, a budget or something? Something feels off. Something feels like a step down from the power that really could be hitting her. And I don't think it's her vocals, uh, because I think she is really a great voice, and I think she, there's certain points where, like, you hear, like, the way she really gets in the pocket of a certain melody, and it's like, ooh, oh my god, like, okay, I, I really see, like, how this person's, you know, carrying their weight vocally. The sum of the parts just always feels like a little bit like, hmm... But I did just hear Bjork, so I couldn't just go back to that, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, for me personally. My big takeaway with from this, because there weren't but maybe one song that I was just kind of eh on, I was just kind of generally, I was entertained by the album. And like you said, Sinead O'Connor as well. I've, I've heard some of her stuff and also like feel that same energy of being like, ah, oh, I could just go over there, <laughs> you know? It really is just... And I hate to say this, but this is going to kind of become a theme for the episode, for me anyway, is that I wasn't really left walking away from the album with anything I particularly remembered. Yeah. Like, some songs are pretty good, better than others for sure, and I'll, and I'll get to those. Yeah. By the end, I was like, I couldn't remember what this song was as opposed to this one. I couldn't remember what the differences right, were right. there. But she absolutely, I really liked when she would kind of go off the page and give these vocal deliveries mm. and put some serious attitude mm. in certain lines that just really set it apart. And mm -hmm. just like, you're not just singing it straight. You know, you're right. actually it's like this is a person are, talking to you. Yeah, like. You are putting across an attitude and the emotion comes through. And I love that because not nearly enough people 
uh, take the time to do that. They just mm-hmm. kind of think, oh, you know, the, the lyrics will be enough to get my point across. Mm-hmm. But no, Intention, not really. Because feeling. like, yeah, that matters. It needs to come across. You need to put, you know, your whole fucking soul into it sometimes. Uh, and I loved when she did that. And the instrumentations on the album were really good. It's just some songs are just kind of... Underwhelming. Yeah, just kind of underwhelming, unfortunately. Um, the song I gave the lowest rating to ended up being Carmen. That was the one that felt, yeah, the most like a... This is the most... This is nice, but... what what is happening and like what is the reason why this track exists versus the track before it you know like the songs i liked the most though that i gotta give shout outs to nietzsche's eyes that one was really nice yeah i was like oh is she doing like a david bowie thing (laughs) well you love nietzsche you gotta talk about the ubermensch (laughs) feeling love was a standout Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. The more explicit sex jam. We'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> and I Don't Want to Wait. I think I Don't Want to Wait is an undeniable 90s classic. Still freaking stands up. We, I think we got to give it to that one. Yep. Because uh, when, when I got to the end, I was like, after all of that, I was like, okay, I'm now rested in what her style is. And this is still the best version of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... For me, let me see. So, track one I thought was kind of interesting with how it started off, you know, just her singing and then, like, hearing the lyrics talking about, like, where do I put this fire? This bright red feeling, this tiger lily down my mouth. He wants to grow 20 feet tall and now the music, like, builds on top like that. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. Like, you know, I I could hear the... This is what I wrote down, like, this is middle-of-the-road music, but with a little ambition to it, you know? Like, I could hear the sort of, like... No, I really want to say something like, no, I get it. This is, you know, I know you think this is just grocery core, but fuck that. I'm about to say some real shit about my experience as a woman. You know what I'm saying? Like when she came. Grocery core. Oh, no. (laughs) Like it's very like, oh, yeah, this works as music. I I don't know if this is my favorite song. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, Mm -hmm. but when you get that one lyric where she's like, no more sex star teachers trying to touch my ass. I could finally be a teenager at age 26. It's like, oh, fuck. That hit a little too hard. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, that fucking hit me too. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm right. I'm feeling you. Like, I'm I'm down to hear what's going on, what what your journey is. You know what I mean? I'm on for the ride on track one, you know? So, like, I'm not saying that I'm doubting it, but it's just like, as the song goes on, uh, as the album goes on, and I hear where have all the cowboys gone in the context of this album mm. that is feeling like this very, this ain't your 80s uh, working girl, you know, this is a 90s chick who don't give a fuck and has got something to say. I think what confuses me, the contradictory uh, where have all the cowboys gone and the traditional masculinity John Wayne assigned of like what you uh, what you think a cowboy is and what that would be in modern day and it's like yeah, the Marlboro I don't man, think yeah. I don't think John Wayne in a modern day would be like the greatest partner but that's just me talking like it sounds like you would still be doing very traditional gender role stuff like especially by the end where it's like I'll do the dishes I'll raise the baby I'll do everything do you think John Wayne would be doing the dishes or John Wayne would be raised? You'd still be doing that. Like, that's what confuses me about the message of the song. It's like, where have all the cowboys gone? Okay, so are you looking where for, are like, the real gentlemen who a still Chad dickhead? That? Yeah, like, 
Because it seems like you found one. Yeah. So it's like, I'm confused as to what you're looking for. Because it sounds like you found what you wanted, and it's just not working out. So that's where the message kind of always confused me. Oh, throwing stones. I I like the driving piano riff in that one. But again, the hook in that one, I I just didn't... I wasn't sure if I was supposed how I was supposed to be connecting to what they were saying. It was like, now you call me a bitch in heat, and I'll call you a liar, and we'll throw stones until we're dead. I'm like, call you a bitch in heat? Like, that feels like a more sexual thing, not like a... Like, oh, man, well, you're acting like no, a bitch yeah. in heat. Like, I feel like I would only say that in a... Someone would only say that in a sexual context of like, a, oh, yeah, that chick's a bitch in heat. You know what I mean? Like... No, I, I, I remember that being, like, just... Like oh, being ornery a chicks, the sort of uh, yeah, phrase. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. A '90s thing just involves uses the word yeah. bitch in a phrase. Yeah, yeah, I get it. The '90s were weird in their misogyny. <laughs> not to say that we're not still dealing with oh, it now, sure. but it was a different shade. It, it was unexamined. <laughs> now, Mississippi. That was an interesting one. I love that morning dove sample. The ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. I was like, ooh, I was like, oh, fucking okay. And weirdly enough, like, there's always parallels on these albums that we do. And the Chica album uses a morning dove sample. It's the weirdest fucking thing. We'll always have these little connections that will happen. But yeah, morning dove sample. It's fucking cool as shit. Uh, I wrote down the, the um, I've got a piece of my heart on the sole of your shoe. I've got a little piece of thunder trapped inside of that cloud. That dog in you spit me out into the Mississippi. Those are respect on how it's delivered. It's... uh, 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 I got a piece of my heart on the sole of your shoe. (laughs) Like, it was like, whoa. And the way the melody just keeps spinning when she gets to that Mississippi part, it feels so cool. Like you're actually floating along a river. You know, the brilliance in her voice. See, that's the thing I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of musical competency on this album. Uh, And when it shines, it definitely shines. But as much as I do like Nietzsche's eyes, I do am left feeling a little bit like, are you trying to impress me with these references? (laughs) You know, like... It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a song. Song. It feels like a. Okay. Okay. They're gonna throw in this reference. They're gonna throw in this reference. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to make note of the moment where because I love when songs do this, uh, when the flute joins ah, in, but it joins that was cool. right at the point where she goes, "I didn't." No, and then the uh, the no is held, and it like. Crossfades into the flute and the flute takes over. That was kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Although, that was. I love when they do that. Although, it was so unexpected. I think it's actually two instruments, but I can't figure out what the other one is. But they, uh, like, one of them is definitely the uh, uh, the sound of from the My Heart Will Go On, uh, the penny whistle thing, you know what I mean? Or whatever that is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I was hearing it, I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? It is the 90s. Hey, I, I guess. Yeah. Were they originally going to tap her? This is around 97, right? They were, they were going to, you know. They're like, oh, should we get this song for the center? No, 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 but I, I do like the idea of that uh, pity whistle solo, though. Uh, let's keep that, you know? I also loved when she, <laughs> when she was like, getting down, oh. getting. Like, okay. the, the beginning so, of it was so fucking punchy of just like, oh, my God. It, it was punchy? Like, we're, like we're not getting Lingwig Noda, uh-huh. kind of, like, shouting, but, like, 
you just kind of picture it's like, oh my god, I want to see the expression when she's singing these songs because she sounds so mad. I will say it happened just slightly more times than I feel like it should have. Like it felt like it should have four times and then crash, and it was just like a, I kind of had a moment of like, are, are you stuck? Uh, <laughs> like you know, because it happened just an odd number of times where it just feels like a what's happening? Do they just loop this? You know, and it feels like she's saying it with the exact same like exact same hit you know what i mean where it's like cutting is it copy and pasted yeah i was like trying to be like what's going on <laughs> like because it's such a raw moment for it to be repeated that much feels weird for me to have the question of is she actually doing it you know or is the like you know like the actual repeating it that many times or are they just doing because it? it just felt weird for the repetition to happen. And then I think that's the final thing that happens, isn't it? Like, I, I don't think there's anything after that. I think that's the end. It's just yeah, I think so. Getting down this, and then that's it. <laughs> and so yeah. I was like, getting down this, what? <laughs> Look, she's getting down this, man. She's getting down it right now, all right? Whatever it is, she's getting down it, clearly. Uh, she's fucking getting down, all right. Um, but then... Um, then we had Ro- so so like you know a, a little bit odd but like i enjoyed that track you know what i mean for the experience of what it was you know in, in a like i can't get this from anything else sort of thing you know what i mean um then we get road to dead which what can i just ask why is she speaking like this i'm walking down what do you mean the road to dead i'm walking down the road to dead what, what are we what are you talking about no one talks like, what are you jamaican why is she saying that I walk the road to dead. Huh? The death. I walk the road to death? Or, or why is he saying to dead? I'm on the road to dead. What? Who says it like that? Please tell me I'm not crazy. Why are you being, just being silent? <laughs> uh, because I never know. Because, like, I don't, ni- I don't nitpick word phrasing like you do. <laughs> I, I, I'm not as taken aback by things like that, so I don't know what to say. Because you just kept I'm, like, I just listened so to the fucking songs, man. You just kept repeating it so much that my brain was just like, "Road to dead, road to, why is it road to dead?" I just don't get hung up on those things, I guess. So it's like I'm not gonna put up a fight because a, I don't care enough about the album to defend it, and b, I also wasn't. You know, I was taken aback by to really carry it one way all or right, another. So you heard Road to Dead. It just, it did, it did, like, you weren't taking, like, nothing at all was just going, like, huh, that's an odd way to say it. I mean, that. I, I thought it was a weird way to phrase it, <laughs> but I didn't write anything down about it. I, all I wrote down was that I loved the little synth pulses happening in the background that were cool and sure that was added some atmosphere to it. Whenever I hear things like that, I think my brain just immediately says... You accept it in the language of the song, right? Like, you know... There's probably a meaning for it. She probably meant it in some way. And just because the explanation isn't readily available to me doesn't mean that it was, you know, inherently wrong or... Like, she fucked up by saying it weird. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like, I know she meant to do it... It was intentional whether or not I understand why she's saying it that way. It just must have felt right at the moment. Now, I guess for me, I'm always trying to figure out what that intention could be. You know what I'm saying? And I always try to figure out what the context clues around it could be. And then I was like, and then when I don't get anything, I was just like, why are you not just using the noun version of, you know what I mean? Like 
this word, like, you know, the road to Damascus, the road to, uh, the road to death, the road to dead, the road to being dead. Yeah. The, you know? Uh, but yeah, and then me, I felt was cool. Uh, me was fine. I didn't have notes on that one. I, I literally just wrote the, the name of the song, the score, and I moved on. Like, that one had no lasting impression on me. Yeah, like, voice-wise, me. it was really nice. But the the I, the concept felt a little unfinished. Then uh, Feeling Love, uh, this one I felt like didn't have enough musically, like, to, have, to fit the sexual... Uh, heft of what she's going for vocally you know what i mean like i, I wanted to feel like a you know vibromatic super frequent not with yeah remember that basic great song you know what i mean like like the bass should have been funkier yeah. something just should have been more charged something about that like her, her delivery was fine it just felt like the band was like where your boys at come on kick, kick it up like you know but yeah I, I did like the lines you know i mean she definitely comes in with some good uh verbiage with the you make me feel like a sticky pistol leaning into her stamen and you make me feel like the amazon the amazons running between my thighs i was like ooh, um but but then when she's like you make me feel like a candy apple all red and horny <laughs> like candy apples yeah. I was like, wait do those have <laughs> like candy apples are <laughs> they have horns on them <laughs> like what are you doing <laughs> what are you talking about because my brain yeah, see, tried to like go like, wait, it's like, does candy apples, does the stickiness, do they have little like sticky horns or something? I don't know what you're talking about. Why are they horny? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't help you with that one. I can't, you like Flavor Flavor. I can't do none for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like no energy for this fucking album. And I hate to say it, but I'm like, I, I'm so disengaged. <laughs> Like I'm the one I'm the one trying to pump up this segment here. I'm like, oh, remember what you said? No, but see, like, (laughs) isn't it weird? I'm like, yeah, man, I guess. Anyway, you're giving the appropriate energy. That's the funny thing. Like, I'm the one who's trying too hard. But, but I just think it's funny that like the lyrics here are like. Oh, try to be sexy. I'm sexy. She's like, what's a sexy lyric? Oh, you make me feel like I want to be a dumb blonde and a centerfold and the girl next door. And, and, and I'd open the door and I'd be all wet with my tits soaking through this tiny little t-shirt that I'm wearing. And I'm not making this up as like an improv, you know, Rick and Morty sort of thing. These are the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to read them word for word, actually, because it's like, you make me feel like a candy, a candy apple all red and horny. You make me feel like I want to be a dumb blonde and a centerfold. The girl next door and I would open the door and I'd be all wet with my tits soaking through my tiny little t-shirt that I'm wearing and you would open the door and tie me to the bed like holy shit look Paula I'm not gonna shame you for any of this I think no it's great shaming here. No, but, for sure. no not at all I just think it's very funny to be song 9 on the album after you've really not given us too yeah, much no. of this side she, of you. She went freaking, what's her name? I, I, I'll be a freak until the day, until the dawn. Like, I was like, whoa. I always go back to that Marianne Faithful album where she, like, all of a sudden just starts cursing a lot. And it's like, you can't just do this at the end of the album. Dude, she you even built us up to this. Dude, she's high powered. She put Adina to Howard to sleep. <laughs> Yo, pardon. That bitch been on his mind all week, but, um. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, and then, oh my yeah, God, yeah, Hush! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, 
Yes, I says. And then, like, this song's nothing to write about. Uh, write home about. Not no. much to write home about, right? Then fucking halfway through, uh, Key Change and Michael Bolton? It's like, uh, oh, hey. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah. What, what, did, like, did that happen? A very strained white guy voice trying to emulate a Fortis black guy. And it's like, what, what's going on? And it's like, where, where, hmm. why is this happening? It's like 90s, you know, middle of the road soundtrack that has to have, you know, the guy singing on one verse or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like why is this happening? Why, we don't have to do this, do we? And then I don't want to wait, which fucking... Yeah, I don't even remember that. And then I don't want to wait, which fucking slams it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually... I had to look it up and see if this was originally on the album, because typically, when they do All this right. and they put it at the end of the album, it's like, hey, you know, it was a big smash for the show. Uh, we're going to throw it on the album so it sells better. Yeah. But no, it was actually there first, and I was like, oh, shit, okay. Because it doesn't really fit in with the feel of the album either like no. it even feels like it's better produced yeah. <laughs> like it's just all around like this is the radio made single yeah and it's like it makes it feel like it was done later but it's like and no it was the just reason why you came already. here ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah so i was like huh okay interesting and okay speaking of the like just like ever so slightly weird phrasing the so open up your morning light it's a little prayer for I, you know, it was like, ah, for I, it was like, what? again, is she Jamaican? Like, who talks like that about Jamaican? Is that like, like, where is It is, is weird phrasing, I'll agree. <laughs> and like, I mean, it's clearly a, ah, oh shit, what do I rhyme with light? Uh, prayer for me, uh, uh, well, morning light, <laughs> morning, uh, fuck it, prayer for I, and you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, now, now again, I like this song. I, I like, I, I like the feel of it. You know, the doo -doo 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 -doo. it's a fucking, it, it's classic tunes, right? Um, and then just the lyrics of this one always just felt like way more intricate than you would expect. You know, it's like, oh, this is just a song from that like dumb teen drama. And then you listen to it, it's like, what? It's about like a, you know, a kid. In, I mean, uh, it's about a, you know, yeah, a young man who goes to war and comes home and, you know, he finds it hard to communicate with his, you know, uh, uh, with, with his, you know, daughters and granddaughters because, you know, he's a man who's only been told to, you know, act a certain way and clam up and you don't show emotion. So, like, how do, how do you deal with, the, you know, a man who's like that and how do you love him? And I was like, this song does way more to confront, like, the emotional, you know, core of what it means to, you know, these patriarchal expectations and whatnot, way more than the Where Have All the Cowboys song, you know, does, you know what I mean? Like, so it's so weird how this song just, like, naturally confronts that in a way that's really kind of like, oh, wow. Like, especially that part, remember at the end where he says, like, uh, uh, all we have is this very moment, and I don't want to do what his father and his father and his father did. I want to be here right now. Like, that's really, like, the sort of cracking of the shell of the man, you know? It's like, no, we've got to break the chain of, of this, you know, toxic, you know what I mean, attitude. You know, it's almost like... I, I, this song does so well when I feel like so many of the other songs before it are like, ah, you almost got it. Uh, maybe, maybe run this through like a second draft. But this one was like, ooh, first mm. draft, you, you killed it. You know? So it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, Even though I wasn't blown away by the album, I still ended up walking away with a four. Uh, I gave it a three and a half. I, 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 like, I almost felt that four, but it's just like, there is just, because like I said, musically competent, 
her her timbre is really cool. Some of the writing is interesting, but something just feels unfinished about the the product in a way that that just pulls it pulls it down. You know, like 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 I said, like you know, there's there will be times where like someone is singing a little too strongly for what's happening behind her, and like you, it'll just be like that the n- normal '90s drum beat, and she's like, yeah, oh my god, and it's just like a over this, like you know, it's just like something doesn't feel right. This. So this is the new Chica album, and man, I I don't know. Three albums might be too much for me. I don't know if I can do three on a regular basis. I think we might need to scale this back down a bit. And the way she cock teases us, like the outro, and I was like, oh, wow, we're already at the end. Oh, you motherfucker! I really had to experience Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot what you were talking about. That's right. Oh, we're gonna get into it, folks. So let's start off. You know, you know who you're not. You know who I'm sure Muse was not tired of hearing the voice of and the musical stylings of in 2023. Your boy, my boy. You know him. You love him. Lin Manuel Miranda. (laughs) My very first note on the album. No lie. Shut up, Lin. The fuck out of here! <laughs> this fucking oh man, look, uh, rap albums in general doing the oh let me get some respectability cred by having this guy that you know and love speak on the intro of my album. So now you like me because I. But man, did you miss time this? You should have done this maybe like six years ago or something like that. It would have been oh look, it's the guy who did the Hamilton album, fresh off the Hamilton album, and I got him to do basically that same uh, intro part thing of the I'm not giving away my shot and think about the future and how history has its eye on you. Whatever like you know uh, extra lyrics that he had from that play that he wanted to give her here where it's just so just like oh my god this is so like tawdry and fucking cheap like why is this here it's so useless he doesn't he doesn't even like have a because i was thinking like oh rap album oh shit are we about to get gutter is he really about to like fucking rap and then it's like oh no and then he raps on i mean and then he just speaks on the outro as well so it's just like a dude stop like it's oh the cringe factor was so much i was just like dude stop this isn't an overture. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> right, is that the intro? It's the overture. Like, yeah, it's like a sample of the album, right? Like, here, here's what you gotta... He, right. Here's what you can expect <laughs> on the rest of the album. So, you, you, you should have just had Lynn on the intro. Like, to have an overture and an intro is a bit redundant, in my opinion. Uh, an intro, parenthesis, Sam said. It's like, what, what did you want to do with this album, man? I, I thought that Lynn, f- fuck that. I thought uh, Chica had bars on the overture, even though not really much there. And I thought she did fine on the intro too. I don't know why we necessarily needed both. Is the thing though. But um, beside from that, I think that the album is solid. Um. I think I might have listened to Industry Games when it came out. I honestly don't remember. It's been so long. Um, but it's referenced a lot yeah, on uh, here. It, it, like, so much so that, like, my brain... Because I hadn't heard that album, but it was, like, a thing where after a while my brain had to go, like, 
oh, is she referring to an album? Because so, like it felt like it's like oh, these industry games. Like it felt like she was just saying it as a lyric, but then she kept saying it. And my brain was like, did I miss something? Did I miss? Uh, am I here at the sequel? And I should have seen like the first one. I think that was like the that was like the debut album, and I was even thinking to myself a few like a couple months ago. And I, I want to get this news story. And why is she treating this like it's a debut album? Because, like, that's what this felt like. You know, usually the, you know, putting a whole bunch of people on your album to be like, hey, look, I'm leaving a voice message and I'm a cool guy that you like, so check out this guy's album. That's usually, uh, you know what I'm saying, the, the rookie move, you know? the Because there's multiple people on here that don't do anything. Like, they don't have, like, verses. They just kind of say stuff. And it's like, oh, hey, look, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, hey, look, it's TV Wonder. Oh, hey, look, it's Snoop Dogg. And it's like, what is this, an episode of Sesame Street? Why are these people here? I liked what they all did in the context of what they did, except for Lin-Manuel Miranda, he could fuck off. I mean, but Snoop, his was just a little spoken word like, hey, check out Chica. She's great. This is me and my and my fucking stamp of approval. So I was like, okay, it, it felt that's like, cool. That should have been like either an intro or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why is this in the middle of the album after someone else has already done the, that's right, tell them your story or whatever the fuck. Like, you already got that from that corny guy. And then, like, you know, Stevie Wonder comes at the end. And, I, like, I like his contribution the best because at least he, like, actually, like, plays on the shit. You know what I mean? And sounds really good on it, you know? Um... You know, it's so funny when I saw it was featuring Stevie Wonder. My my brain immediately went, he's probably just going to play harmonica <laughs> on it. And then that literally is just, uh, but it's one of these things where I don't know how, I don't know how you, like, I don't know enough about instruments to know how this works. But how if it's just someone playing harmonica I, I can just tell it's Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a certain timbre to it. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, is it a special harmonica? Or is it, like, how does that happen? Possibly. That it's or like or someone's it's playing on it. You know, like, a certain way it's EQ'd up, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, it's, yeah, just like very little things like that. Like, you could pick up a certain instrument that someone is known for, and it's like, oh, yeah, I absolutely know and, and it was who this a is. Total who's doing this. world move because didn't Stevie Wonder also do that for the respectable song of that album as well, you know? Uh, although I did really like that song. Stop trying to be God. That's just not your job. Like, I didn't really like that song. So, like, musically, again, this sounds really incredible. And I, I get the feeling that, you know, the fact that she has all of these, you know, uh, legendary names on her album is clearly like a, like oh she's got the hookup there someone was able to lend her an orchestra or two you know what I'm saying so and she took full advantage so I definitely get that and you know I definitely give give points for that for uh, how that definitely shaped some of these songs but I don't know there are some of these songs where lyrically it just doesn't feel like she sticks the landing hard enough where it'll be like no this isn't bad but I feel like you're kind of running you know what i'm saying and you're not really sticking the landing with a like real hit or a punchline 
You know what I'm saying? Where it's the writing in my diary raps that's become like the big thing in, you know, the 2010s, you know, but I kind of like, you know, that's been a problem just in general of like, you know, rappers coming up and not really having an AR and just doing the thing as soon as they turn 16 or whatever. And I'm just writing about the real me and I'm being real by writing about the real me, but that's all I'm ever writing about. So unless you're actually into me specifically, it's kind of hard to care, you know, like. I thought her lyrics on it were fine. I think what kind of fell a little short for me was the kind of lax delivery. Mm. In the same way that Paula Coles had, like, you could feel the intention in the delivery. It doesn't, it feels here like she's like, okay, I wrote the lyrics and now I'm reciting them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there are multiple songs on here that I actually have uh, lyrics quoted, even from the fucking intro. I am resilient, I am defiant. I ain't no big girl, bitch, I'm a giant, yeah, I'm yeah. a demigod, love unrequited. If you ain't gonna give it, then fucking be quiet. Yeah, it's like, yeah. ooh, yeah. shit, okay, fuck. Yeah, she's got but some good on lyrics. a lot of these songs, it's just very, just kind of said flat, and spoken, yeah. and it's like, just kind of falls flat. The instrumentation, though, I thought was great. Like, they definitely got, you know, like you said, like, I was not expecting the orchestra that is present throughout the whole album i think mm -hmm. except for maybe a couple songs where they don't have them there uh, i like uh requiem for a dream i thought it was, had some really sweet violins and uh uh hook on the the, the melody with the uh, with the hook uh, i like the lyrics where she's like you know am i a bird am i a plane or just a stoner that's gotten too high maybe i fall on the spectrum somewhere uh, they just can't answer why often I just want to cry. Even that lyric above is a lie. I'm too afraid that I really meant die. All of my friends would just worry a lie. And it's like, it was just like, a, oh, fuck. Like, you know, she has little moments where she surprises you with emotion in a way that it's just like, oh, I can see what you can do, you know, as an artist to really pull people in. But then we get a track like Truth or Dare. And ah, look, I just got to say, like, this did not get the magic that I feel like the orchestra was trying to give it. One at a time. Because <laughs> so, oh, I got I gotta rewind for a second for Requiem for a Dream because okay. first of all I had that whole thing quoted and you were rocking with it, uh, but the very last line that you dropped off there, the and my family can't take another goodbye, uh, I was like, ugh. Uh, that was such a great fucking punctuation on that yeah. verse. The way the song ends, so I yield all my melodies that make you feel every day everything's okay, darkness can't go away, oh, I'm alright with pretending that all's well, my, my well's not ending, will be okay, that's what I'll sing today. And then she just ends with going, Fuck, I'm delusional. Oh, like, yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. Some songs definitely do it better than others, but the ever-present feeling of insecurity. And doubt. Because I think yeah. what happened, and I don't want to put words in Chica's mouth unless she did say it on here, and I might have mis uh, misremembered because she mentions industry games a lot, was that that was supposed to be the big coming out. Like... She was in the double XL freshman class. She was in the cipher, whole big thing. Then she released that album and it was just kind of there. And then the news story that I was going to bring up was the first time I heard about Chica since industry games, Alabama rapper Chica is facing ton of backlash after going on Twitter about quote, screaming toddlers and sitting in first class during a recent flight. To Chica's surprise, one of the children was T.I.'s grandbaby. <laughs> and this was just this Rat past beef. June. Rat beef. <laughs> 
And it was like, yeah, she posted this whole thread about being pissed about crying babies. And I'm just like, Chica, this cannot be the first time I hear people talking about you in years. Don't do this. Is this fucking thread. Don't do that. Not, not like this. Ah, not like this. So I definitely oh, no. feel like the that was so unexpected. The, the the emotion of industry game industry game is not really doing what it was supposed to do. That I could definitely see someone not feeling great going into this album. That it's like you know I gotta make I have a lot to make up for so to speak. Pressure. But. Yeah, exactly, the pressure. Um, but I really liked... Actually, if I'm looking through it, I think Truth or Dare has my highest rating on the whole thing. Oh, man. I, I thought like, Freddie Gibbs delivered. Uh, like, I, I, I have think quoted, he was the weakest part of the... Oh. No, I, 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 think he, I think he started out pretty weak, but I think he saved yeah. it about I, like halfway through. He kind of picked just, it back up. He just kind of repeated stuff a little bit too much in a way that wasn't clever enough to warrant the repetition. You know how like someone will repeat something in a way, yeah. but they're like, oh, but the way you repeated that was in a way that like reappropriated that word in a new way. But I feel like he doesn't do it in a clever enough way, you know, where it just feels like, no, you just got to said basically the same thing. But you know what I mean? Like, that's true. Um, what one part from Chica's section I have written down here is the even the deadlines be too much for me, and I'm only productive with shrooms in my tea, <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine with neglecting my needs. I'm a slave to the mental shit nobody sees. That was a really good part. Mm. part. I really dug that. No, you're right but on that. I wanted to. Chica delivered. I yeah. wanted to correct myself when I said that. Oh, Truth of Dare is my favorite on the album. Um, equally rated was uh, Demigod. Ooh, ooh, okay. Now, do I have an argument? Not demigod. Uh, yeah. uh, let me see. Are we let in agreement? Uh, actually, I think actually awards was nicer. I liked awards. Awards. More. Yeah. I have no notes afterwards. on awards. I will say this: it really sucked for me personally trying to take notes on this album, and there weren't lyrics for all the songs. Ah, uh, yeah. What is just like that? A, made it really hard for me. <laughs> it's like fucking. Hell. I, I was seriously, I was sitting there and I was listening along. But when I don't have the lyrics to write to uh, to read along with, I fucking fell asleep. Uh, like look I just you. couldn't focus. <laughs> I needed I literally needed to take a break, take a shower, come back, and be like, okay, now I'm gonna listen to the rest of it because look, I think my head is where it needs to be. The orchestra is but just like, too soothing. <laughs> I just need the words to focus on and actually like follow along in the song. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, what am I? I get you. Yeah. Because there's With even the parts track. where I'm reading the lyrics along when I'm listening to the album, where it's like, I thought to myself, if I wasn't reading along, I probably wouldn't be able to follow what she's saying. Not to say she's like unintelligible, uh, but she, there are sometimes she's going page, a little. You know. She goes a little too fast, maybe a little too mumbly. Yeah. That I, that it would be hard for me to understand what you're saying. So if I don't have that in front of me and I don't know what you're saying, my mind is just gone. Like it's just wandering, and I'm 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 asleep. I'm trying to look at what. But yeah, I, I thought I thought awards was fine, but that was one of the songs I didn't have anything written down for. And I, honestly, what? halfway through, I kind of stopped taking too many notes. Well, uh, like, I just kind of got a little. A little samey. The, the wind got out of my sails about halfway through. <laughs> I think. I don't think it helps. Having an outro that early. Uh, I know you were you joking earlier. Look, I think I told, we talked about this before. Naming things can fuck up your flow. I really do think it, it is, like, it can happen. Because I saw outro and it just like, no, I'm pissed. Because now I thought we were almost done. 
<laughs> it's not even necessarily to say that I'm not enjoying myself, but you can't do that to me. <laughs> like, I get you trying to do it for an artsy reason. Oh, is it? Because even she even says in that song, because didn't she say, like, what's her artsy fartsy reason? She's like, well, I'm wishing on a star that this won't be my outro. And it's like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> like, I remember like, that. That wasn't clever enough to be what you were trying to do, I think. You know? Then to have an intermission later. Intermission? I, look, I would be, I was about to go like, if you're going to do this, you need to have the last song be called Intermission. Just just fuck it up and just be like, oh, fuck. And just have it end with, oh, fuck, you delivered the album out of order, you dumb asshole. <laughs> you know? I, honestly, 20 fucking tracks is too much. Yes! Oh, Lord. Like, <laughs> even if they're not all songs, I think 17 songs in total, three yeah. songs that didn't have written down yeah. notes for there's like an interlude, there's the intermission. And worthless, one worthless, I'll say. Let, let me just fucking say that much because they're nothing. I'm sorry. They're nothing. Unless there's like a legitimately oh. funny thing that they say. Like, Snoop Dogg doesn't say anything that's like, oh, you had to capture that moment. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I don't think they were trying to be funny. No, at, not even any funny, point. but just like saying something. Like, I think there's one moment, I think at the end of the last song, where there's like a speech there that's actually kind of like, oh, yeah, that's actually, I understand why that's here. That's actually inspirational mm. and really says oh, something. Oh, yeah, to end the album with that made sense. Yeah, but the other stuff just felt like, it was like that fucking prose album where it's like, oh, look, I'm leaving a voicemail, and look, I'm a famous cool person, so check out their album. You know what I mean? It's just like, why is this here? Dude, like, it, it feels, it stinks of a lack of confidence to me. You know what I'm saying? To be like, oh, look, we couldn't start the album without showing you Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I really, that hurt it so much. Right. To, to see that it was 20 tracks and we're fucking leading with a Lin-Manuel Miranda introduction. I was like, what? It feels like Why such pomposity here? of like, you gotta take this album seriously. L listen to the orchestration and the fact that we've got these like legendary people. You know what I mean? It feels like it's pushing so hard at something where it's like... It felt like a Logic album. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> you hit it too hard. It, it feels like it's cosplay <laughs> oh, no. as, a, as a legendary rapper's album. You know what I mean? Like, a legendary rapper would get other legendary people and it would sound so epic and over the top because we got, a, we got an orchestra. That's what makes you respect it. You know what I mean? When she has moments where, like, she chills out and, like, like, I will say, Tap? I'm, honestly, that was probably my favorite song on the album. Like, it felt Tap weird. was a good one, yeah. Like, after all of this, listen to this beautiful orchestration to make you understand that I'm a force to be reckoned with. And then it's like, okay, all right, we're just going to do this fun little, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, do, 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 you know, sped up bass, uh, Jersey trap song. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, Oh, you're actually fucking knocking with this one. Wait a minute. Like, yeah. <laughs> you could have just done a whole bunch of... on that one. Yeah, man. That shit was bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Like, Especially dude. after it was, it's kind of been a little low-key for most of the album, and then right. to all of a sudden just kind of turn up the heat. I was like, oh, shit, okay, now I'm paying attention. Yeah, there was energy in that one. And, and uh, I also gave praise to awards, because that one was an interesting one where, like, the music switched up, I think, like, two times, actually, where I was like, oh, okay. Because it, like, it was like a weird thing where, like, the music just kind of kept going, and then it switched up in a way that was like, it was kind of doing a bit of a motif from the previous part, but then you could tell, like, the energy had switched, and it was like a, oh, 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 okay. 
okay, oh. And then she started rapping, just like, what did she say? Like, go against me, you got super balls, you get nailed to your bed like a cuticle or something like that. And it was like, whoa, like, that was fucking dope, man. It was like, if you wanna, if you wanna bitch, go ahead, but get on all fours. I was like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I gotta give it up to that one. I, I really think, yeah, awards and maybe the uh, one that we had just named, uh, Tap, yeah were really the the kickers and very short song but hurt uh it was just like hurt yeah it was just really well put together it was a nice little you know plain song but just so well orchestrated it, it feels like a next level missy elliott oh remember when missy elliott would sing on them joints okay but actually now we've got a full orchestra so we're gonna really fucking make it pop you know what i mean like that's what i got from that so i was like oh shit fucking respect woeful captive foolish game no it always ends the same bloody hands yourself to blame this is gonna hurt it was so like, it's only like a couple very short verses yeah it's like a minute and a half i think <laughs> But but the way it illustrated the feeling was so complete. Where it's like even if you know it's coming, oh, that anticipation is part of the pain too, isn't it? You know, like. <laughs> Before we get too far away from it, I wanted to quote Demigod in the section I'd highlighted. Ooh, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee that no one on my level chips on my shoulder feed angels and devils. That was cute. <laughs> Revving my engine, my foot on the pedal. I'm here. I'm heating my kettle. Expanding my metals, refusing to settle. That was dope. Mm-hmm. She's getting gully. I'm already great. I'm not waiting on flowers. That shit is a scam. Uh. Consider my ego, my line in the sand. Won't sit on your table. At this point, I'm willing to stand. Ooh, that ooh, was really ooh. good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she was bringing some serious fucking attitude with a lot of these lines. I was just like, yeah. yeah like, she's no slouch lyrically. Like, let's not, she's let's really be clear. not. Yeah. That's the thing. And just just the hook, I think. Like, I just like the, the energy with it where she's like, not asking for permission, mm. I'm making demands. I may be a woman, but bitch, I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the fucking uh, do something. The fucking uh, mm-hmm. buck in your face. Do something about it, bitch. The G.I. Jane suck my dick, Elon, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Suck my dick. That was good. Oh, man. Um, and then... Uh, Prodigy, I thought that was a solid banger. Um, I remember yeah, liking that uh-huh. one. Yeah, um, I, I thought there was like this affected deep voice bit that repeats way too much. Yeah. But aside from like it takes up a lot, like it ends up taking up a good chunk of the song yeah. between the beginning and end. Yeah. But aside from that, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. And oh, in there one song was like, there's an intermission where it's like, this is a nice violin or whatever. And I was thinking like, maybe this could have been the intro instead of the Lin Manuel Miranda speech. Like, and then uh. I saw, like, the next song is another, like, kind of R&B slow song. And I was like, why didn't you just put that at the beginning of this song? Because I felt like that would have just gone with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked Delilah. I thought that was yeah, a really strong cut. That was another solid one. It G- gave, uh, you know, gave a good reason for the title of the album. That was nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a really sweet um, tune, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a fine follow-up to Industry Games, uh, an album that I really don't remember much about, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much uh, of a lasting impact this is going to really have on me either. And I hate it because, like I said before, it really did feel like she had a lot to prove on this and I don't know if it's really going to resonate with people, and I don't know how well it's going to do. 
Um, yeah. But I definitely appreciated the effort on a lot of this album, and a lot of it was really strong. Yeah, and, and get here the final track. I like that it sounded like some PM Dawn shit, you know, uh, <laughs> super inspirational for the kids. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like overall, uh, I, I gave it a four out of five. Actually, I, I like like I said, I the, you know, there's times where the musicality is really good, but it do- just doesn't get you all the way there. And then there's time where it's like the music is just enough to really be a solid enough listen. You know what I'm saying? And you can really hear the shit coming through. And maybe there's stuff that falters it from being as perfect as it could be. In fact, like the competency, like is what uh, actually makes you take away some points. Cause you're like, Oh, I can hear how could you can be. And if you could have just like, you know, gone a couple more drafts, this could have been, you know, the thing to write home about, but because it's just like competently well-made and it doesn't feel like there's a fire lit under you with every track, you know, it feels like there's just, yeah, a a rote competency that's kind of happening in a way that doesn't really allow me to connect to it. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's not like I'm giving you the flowers in terms of it being well done. This is definitely the four out of five, but it's that four that makes me go, Hmm, like I should be saying five, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like to, to the average artist that it would be good to get a four, but to someone like chica hmm you know what i mean like this doesn't feel right you know like so in that weird where it's like a four could feel like an it can feel like an insult when it's someone who you know is good but like it could feel like a mark of stamp of approval if it's like a fucking soldier boy album you know what i mean (laughs) going into our last (laughs) album we have got here oh my god Oh boy. It's uh it's it's the Gummo soundtrack everyone. That's right. You're looking at a at a gradient of all the mm. different kinds of metal and yeah, so many are represented here. You've got power metal, mm-hmm. you've got some sludge, mm. you got some doom, mm. you got some Speed. thrash going yeah. on here. Uh you got some uh EDM techno experimental metal. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. I, you could definitely say there's definitely some stuff I fuck with harder than than yes. others, but I'll try oh, to keep God. my. Oh God! There's like noise rock shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, I'm gonna about try it. to keep my own personal preferences aside as we go through <laughs> here. But let's start with the gold Torx of Uliad. <laughs> Uliad? <laughs> I think it's Uliad. Okay. I'm not sure, but it fucking rips. Yeah. Oh man, my absolute yo! When they come in with that three four and that screeching voice that fits in like an evil wizard speaking over the song, sounds like a damn leopard or something. At one point, there's like a growl that happens or something. I'm just like, holy fucking shit! Let's go! (laughs) Yeah, this is absolute. I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce most of this. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, this was great. I I thought this was a great opening cut. Now, I will say this, if we happen to get any questions about this. I don't know where these are in relation to the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. B, I'm not watching that fucking movie. Oh, no. Okay, so just... Because fuck that fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah, just to talk about it real quick. So, like... Cause, yeah, go ahead. You know, it's an interesting... Like, are, are you going to talk about it on, on your movie podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> and I really hope somebody <laughs> requests it. Uh, because... Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, fuck. Now I really hope I give someone oh, an idea. God damn you. You know, I Please will, make RC watch Gummo. But please don't... <laughs> and before you can say it, before you can say it, no, I will not be a guest on that 
<laughs> I am turning Dude, down whatever you. potential invite. <laughs> Harmony Kareen is um, a no-go for me. Like, here's the thing. So I, I think I watched like a trailer or like a review. I know I've like, you know, learned a bit about the movie and uh, it's one of those things that like, and I remember being like interested in him as like, oh, really young filmmaker. You know, I was young and into movies and oh, all of his movies are just kind of like, I get that you're trying to challenge the form. I get that. But I, I just don't want to watch this. <laughs> like, you know no. what I mean? It's like that sort of thing. And Gummo was like the, his quintessential film in terms of being like, oh, it's not a plot. It's kind of like, it's the uh, definition of mumblecore nineties, uh, like here's real life of middle American people. It, it, uh, a twister just went through, you know, a middle American, you know, city. I mean, uh, you know, small town. And this is like the reality of what these people's everyday life is. It's, you know, there's, uh, you know, uh, 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 uh kids you know not in school walking around like you know barely any clothes on or whatever there's you know skinhead brothers fighting there's one scene of uh self-harm in the movie i do want to say which is why i'm particularly not trying to watch that shit because i'm like uh no i don't i just don't want to see that shit especially in the movie that's trying to be uh, this is real and so it's very formless so you don't know when the fuck it's gonna happen you know what i mean you know it's gonna be out of butt fucking nowhere um so uh, yeah, it, it's one of those really emotionally intense. Like, I understand why this is important in the you know pantheon of like movies that's trying to really say something about the day. You know, the nineties is really trying to, but it's just like it's just a lot, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, for me, from what I remember, there's a lot of animal stuff that yeah, I'm that's not what it was as interested well. to see. Yeah, no, because I think at the end there's a part where like someone spins a cat or something like that and does something yeah, that, like at yeah, the camera. Yeah, that's great. And so um, it's like a very like it's not for the squeamish um although the soundtrack fucking rips and there is one particular scene that's really cool that i that you can find on youtube where it's like them going down a street it's like them on their bikes just like driving down a street and it's a very it's just like a interesting looking just street that they're going down as the music is playing and it's just cool looking music and like uh, it's just one friend talking about another friend and just talking about them in a very like you know, just very, like, weirdly praising man. We're like, this guy's awesome. People said he had the eyes of the devil. It's like a weirdly, you know, just sort of capturing a moment sort of thing. You know, of like a friend admiring their friend as they're living in, you know, small town America. You know what I mean? It's like a weird, just small captured moment thing. And that's what the point of that movie is. It's just like, oh, this is, you know, movies are all about, like, plots and how things resolve and da-da-da. But Harmony Corinne is like, well, what's real life? Real life is like that, so it's that sort of thing. So it's it's one of those things, like, I get it in terms of that. It's like, I can appreciate it and still not want to fucking watch it. It's basically how I feel, <laughs> you know? Yeah, the, um, a scene that comes up when I search Gummel Bike on YouTube is, um, is probably the one you're talking about, and that's where it's, um, Dragonaut by sleep yeah is the song that plays in the background of that scene in particular yeah yeah first track fucking rips second trap solid certainly solid yeah yeah it was okay it's not really my shit in particular but i think it's fine um that's uh serving time in the middle of nowhere by i hate god and that was a little bit more the uh a bit more slow yeah, yeah. than what I'm a big fan of, but more I know that's what they do, sounding. so yeah. Um, so that's why I'm not trying to like give it shit per se because you know it is what it is. Right, it is meant to be a soundtrack, and th this is the sound of the type of you know 
guy that Gummo is, I assume. D W S O B by Electric Hellfire Club. <laughs> this is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love this. We got a dancey synth beat, rips. and it's like, it's just this, this fucking part, this goddamn, I had to quote it, which again, I'm, I'm guessing this is just talking about the fucking movie. Yes. He's the paint-huffing, glue-sniffing, cat-killing supervillain oh, with, with a ton of itch. He's a prey-destroyed, unemployed, teenage, wastoid, devil-worshipping son of a bitch singing, Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, my God. Here, kitty, 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 it, for it. It was so perfectly, like, melodramatic, 90s, like, over-the-top. Oh, he's coming after your house. He's coming after your family pets. Like, yeah, kitty. And you hear in the background a cat going, Meow! Like, yelping. It's like, all right, it's buddy. It felt like a Primus song uh, at that point. But it was so perfect. It, it was like, it was like, Mwah, this is 90s. You know what I mean? Like the South Park, you know, trash TV 90s. Oh, you hear the news clips about the devil worshiping kids who were rejected from their parents' household, which I'm sure being rejected from the parents' household had nothing to do with the situation. <laughs> oh, sure. I'm sure that didn't exacerbate things at all. Some of them just so happened to be queer. I'm sure that had nothing to do with it either. I just, <laughs> um, but then we get Spaz's Gummo love theme, and I mm. get it, I get it, but this is officially, you know, the, the first three tracks we've been listening to are we're riding that line of, oh, you know, me metal is really, like, wild and crazy, and it goes off the line, but we're still musicians, so, like, there's still gotta be a real chord to the sound that really feels like it's good, and we're still rocking with it, and then, ooh, whoa, Gummo loves theme just falls right over, just fucks up, does not balance that line at all, fuck it, we're just gonna go, the fucking Ed, Ed, and Eddie first take sound and fucking, <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Just do a wacky voice over the heavy metal beat for first take. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and it's just like, and now I, look. I get it. They're being ironic. It's called the love theme. I, I still don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I I liked this song a lot also. Um, oh my god. But I, I especially liked, there's, there's what sounds like an old electronic handheld video game. Hmm. That just kind of sounds like it's being played in the background, just like the. Yeah, I can't describe it, but it's it's that very like Tiger electronic handheld noise that's happening in the background that punctuated it. The one part I liked is the end where it just goes where it just sounds like you're saying where it does the switch up where it goes slower. It's like and you just hear him say, "This asshole is full of hatred. This asshole is full of hatred. This asshole is full of hatred." Hey, little brother, do your best version. This asshole is full of hate. Like it was just so just like. Like, I think this is that you have to want to enjoy the energy of it. Because I was like, if I'm just like a shithead teenager, I could see possibly just going like, oh, fuck, we're just hanging out and passing the mic around. Just fucking sing the lyric. This asshole is full of hatred. I was very uh, confused and wondered if any of the kids from the movie were like in on this. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just put them on the fucking soundtrack. Why not? Mm -hmm. Um, From there, we've got... Oh. Uh. Bethlehem, Schuldunstes Knochrigen Faltfert. Oh man. Thank the, you. The, <laughs> yeah, yes, my one year German uh, certainly is paying off. Um, we got fucking Klaus from American Dad rocking the fuck out. <laughs> oh shit. 
Look, I had to look this up because I did not take German. Apparently, it translates to guilt of our bony folding horse. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, okay, All I see right. that. Yeah, yeah. Guilt, because Schuld is, uh, you know, Entschuldigen Sie means, uh, uh, excuse me, after you, like, sneeze, you be like, Entschuldigen Sie. Oh. So, uh, yeah, actually, like, I feel guilty about this. And Unstres is our, so, like, belonging to us, Unstres. Uh, Knochrigen, mm. uh, that's like bony, like bony knocking, you know. Uh, and what was the last word? Horse? Uh, yes. Faltfert? I guess that means horse. <laughs> Faltfert. Guilt of our bony folding horse. Why yeah. does German. German has two modes. It either sounds very relaxed and cool and like no big deal, <laughs> or it's very angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's only yeah, two that, modes. That's the meme. <laughs> and it always sounds angry. Either that, it's like it's either super angry or so relaxed and chill. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, fun. Uh, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, du haben, you know, du hast mich, du hast mich gefragt. Right, yeah. Du willst mit Nova Shine, ohne Sand und Schatten haben. Nein! Yeah, nein! Sorry, I had to get it out of my system. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm never gonna, I'm, I'm never gonna poo-poo RC randomly singing in German on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, then just the the fucking smash cut. So we get all this epic, you know, oh, epic fucking screaming at you, epic shit. The music stopped. Oh, I I also do like the the trope in uh, heavy metal of like you know hearing lots of really heavy music and then the music stopping right before you hear the <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's always a little fun to get. Um, but then. You hear all this epic modern, like, you know, uh, smashing fucking uh, thrashing music. And then it smash cuts to, like, fake epic medieval times music. Like, some video game RuneScape shit just came on. And I'm like, what's happening? Oh. <laughs> I don't think I remember that. Yeah, because you hear, like, little digital bleeps in the background. And then in the background you hear, he goes like, Ein Sekunde. Ein Sekunde. Ein Sekunde. Which I think translates to a second. Like, like, give me a second, <laughs> which is oh, okay, which is weird. Like, is he like he's just been hit or something like that? He's like, oh, give me a second, <laughs> or maybe he's he's second. Like, I'm, I'm second place. I, I don't know. Someone give me the context for that. Uh, it, what, what in the context of someone sounding like they've been, I don't know, hit by shrapnel or something uh, on a song? Would they be saying Ein Sekunde? What would the context for that be? Any German listeners there? Um, Hmm. Then we get uh, more evil wizard ranting uh, uh, slash sounds like <laughs> if Beavis had a rock band with uh, Bathory's Equimanthon. <laughs> what the fuck? All is... I have written down is Jesus, holy shit for this <laughs> one. What does Equimanthon mean? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> so what, you, you giving me uh, homework, uh, heavy metal song? What the fuck? I was also very mad that there was only one dark. Is it is it just pronounced nerd? Uh, uh let me let me look. What does it say? Because it's like the song "Smoking Husks." It's like dark nerd. Yeah, like yeah, nerd. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I hate that this is the only song of theirs that's on Spotify. I wanted so much more. Oh, of their shit. Man, this one was 
fun. Like, it was so... It's got fucking breakbeats and sampling and, and, like... And the way it would switch it up, like, yeah, it just kept switching it up. It was mm. like, a, what the fuck has happened? Like, and it starts off with this guy who's, like, sounds like he's, like, fucking belly aching in the background. And you think it's just going to be, like, a quick sample. <laughs> but then it keeps going and it, like, transforms with the song as he's, like, making different noises. So you're like, wait, is it, like... Is this respond? Is the music responding to him? It's really weird, mm. and like you get this heavy drum and bass where it's like the drum, it, like it sounds like a live drum where the guy is like really playing like against the beat to like play right on the offbeats of things, like where it feels sloppy, but like if you really pay attention, it's really actually tightly controlled. Like it's such cool. I was like, I was listening to this, like, oh, this is good experimental. Like this is so fucking cool. At one point, the <laughs> the guy does a curly whoop 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 noise, and it somehow fits. Like, it doesn't feel goofy. Like, it actually feels like a, oh, shit, you made that work. Like, it's the strangest fucking thing. But, 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 but yeah, then there's Dragon Not By Sleep. Yeah, that one was a solid one. It, 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 like, the beat. That was a groovy cut. Yeah, it's a little hangdog, like, where it feels like, like, it's weird. It feels like they're about to be off the beat, but they're not, like... Like, we're like, mm. like, it feels like they're, it feels like they're playing with each other to try to find if anyone will actually go off of the beat with what he's doing as he's like messing up and slowing down the time like that. But like the band uh, is just <laughs> so good. To fuck each other up. Yeah, but like the band is so good that they're sticking with it as he's switching up the time. So it's like, honestly, kind of really cool. <laughs> like, and it's got this dusty bluesy feel to it. It's like, it's it's like this is heavy metal but it's that like if you go back far enough into heavy metal in like the 70s and shit you know how it's like it actually does have like those roots in blues in a way so it's like oh man this is like if blues if you know the crazy white boy was on it you know what i mean like and it, it really fucking yeah. pays off with just how much it digs into that weird hangdog feel it's so strange yeah I liked their um, Some Grass, the little bluesy guitar ditty. Yo! It's at the end of the that album, too. Last, we're gonna talk about what happens at the end of that album. So let's just, let's, let's just wait. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Because um, then we got uh, Brujeria with Matando uh, Gueros 97. I don't, I don't know, it's specific, but man, <laughs> this shit sounded like it was fucking live. Like, Matando Gueros, Simpson. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know what The Simpsons has to do with this, but this is fucking rocket. <laughs> Like, <laughs> this sounds like if, if if in the early 2000s and the late 90s, The Simpsons was still cool and they, like, had a song like this on there, you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> you know, like the fucking, uh, uh, the, uh, what, the Los Lobos boys are on an episode or something like that. Because, you know, the Latin invasion was really big or something, you know, and they're like, hey, let's sure, get this group yeah. on, you know? Like, that's what this fucking felt like. It's like, oh, we're getting all different sides of rock. We're getting fucking Mexican rock. Like, fuck yeah. Like, so I was really enjoying this album up to this point. So what, what is this? Maybe like six, seven tracks in i'm like you know this isn't exactly my bag baby but yo these heavy rockers i'm feeling it i'm along for the ride fuck it you you might call me the rap critic but man there might be a little bit of heavy metal in me by the time we get through with this baby oh yeah i'm in for this whole hog i was a little trepidatious at first but i think it's gonna be smooth sailing let's get to the next track Nam and X, the medicine man. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Stop! Drop! 
Sit down. Close up shop. I get this shit out of here. If the fans know anything about this show, it's that I am the avant-garde girly of the show. Oh, sure. (laughs) And... Look. You out. I, I, I'm not about to bump this in the car. You know, it's, it's time and place. Okay? <laughs> you gorillas, head-ass experimental fucking... So it's... Let it cook. It's creepy... It's, it's creepy kids and the guy yelling in a mic in oh his mouth, God, essentially. It's so, and, and it starts off... Because it's like, it starts off sounding like it's about to do something. Where it's just like... Dun, 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 like, or it feels like something's about to happen. But then that part just kind of fades away. And then you just hear this guy going... And then you hear like... What sounds like a bit of a guitar, like... Oh, okay, we're gonna stop there. It's like, what the fuck? What is this? Oh, yeah, Muse, don't don't you listen to that fucking uh, rock and roll McDonald's? Is this this your fucking. (laughs) Wesley? This is not Wesley Willis. This is Throbbing Gristle, if anything. And the people know. The people know what I'm talking about. That's good beer. You understood that, right? No. That's good beer. I know rock and roll McDonald's. I don't know any of these others here. Everything. That's fine. But yeah, it's, it's that's fine. I I, I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling, <laughs> folks. <laughs> like, it, it, look, it, yes. If you want to, you know, get your ambience ambiance on and be like, oh, let me just throw on something that's challenging. What it means to you know, let's get my Yoko Ono on and challenge what it means to do. No, I get it. But look, I want music that I want to listen to. <laughs> and sometimes you now can get me... Now we need to remember this is for a soundtrack, true, though, true. R.C. True. That it probably fit ah, true. in the context true. of the movie. Some this weird... Isn't about, some this isn't we- yeah. trying to get you out your seat. <laughs> some weird scene in the movie where there's some dog shit and, and some homeless people humping and Harmony Kareem's like, oh, this is reality, let's film it and put this music over it, you know. Uh... <laughs> They're not trying to get you to bust a move to mom to mom and dad's pussy, okay? No, this is the fucking hidden track on the corn album that you're supposed to find and be like, ooh, I'm freaked out because I'm 12 and, and this, this is sitting my imagination <laughs> in a weird place, you know? Um, but yeah, like, and I get it. Like, I definitely get it. But it's just like, as I was just hearing it and it has a, like, it just felt like a troll to me where I was just like, no, I get it, dude, but this is fucking dumb. <laughs> like, I'm not going to listen to five minutes of this i'm sorry <laughs> like when i got to that and i look i gave it a chance i gave it a chance to be like a droning uh-huh. sort of thing like because we were listening to it live you can, folks you can go listen to me here at live and, and have the moment of like when you can see my eyes widen and go like oh this is the whole <laughs> this is gonna be the whole thing oh boy <laughs> if i knew what the song sounded like i would have um Checked out because I I needed to see I would I need to see you can your still fucking... see the live yeah you can still see the uh, Twitch live and you can know where it is because it, uh, people's comments show up at uh, certain points oh good <laughs> yeah so you can definitely good, go good. to twi- go uh, Twitch.tv/ramcritical to see your boys live reaction to this uh, weird and shit you still got the VODs then yes 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 indeed in fact okay. I might actually be uploading that clip to uh, YouTube just to let the people uh, see it without okay. without having to deal with the clutter of uh, getting to the sweet juicy part 
We've got Hellish Blasphemy by... Yeah, uh, now, now I'm back on board. Yeah, by Niflheim. Yeah, Niflheim. Niflheim, thank you. I'm, I'm back on board. This shit sounds like fucking Hellhounds Unleashed. For one point, mm-hmm. dude, there's this primal scream that happens where it's like accompanied by this piercing thing that I'm not sure if it's a guitar or a synth or a voice, but it is just so fucking heavy that I'm just like... Whoa! Like I can, like I, I, you know, like in Ratatouille, where he takes a sip of the soup and he's transported back to his childhood. I was transported back to 1996 in someone's house. Like it looks like the fucking music video from uh, 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 "It's the End of the World as We Know It," where it's just fucking trash. <laughs> Somehow in this trash ass house, there's electricity that's causing a TV to still be on, but the TV's like cracked. But we're somehow still watching Beavis and Butthead on that shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's fucking beers and fucking someone's, you know, uncle just got laid off of their job and there's fucking uh, washing machines on the front lawn. Like, I can fucking hear it in this fucking song. <laughs> the hell of modern Americana. This is what it really sounds like. You know what I mean? Like, I can feel it. <laughs> then we get Mortician uh, Skin Peeler. Yeah, that's the next one. That might have been the most underwhelming song for me. It had this really oh, yeah, the- uh, attention-grabbing sample intro. Yeah. And then it just kind of got dull for me it, after that. I, I thought the, the, the intro didn't actually didn't even sound that good, honestly. Like, it, it felt like it was too... It was abrasive. different. Like, yeah, I get it. it, yeah. it just, like, this album is, like, in the sense of, like, you know where you are with this album, especially by the fucking vomiting man and baby chuckling track that's like like we're, we're fucking with you this is what you're here for this isn't your you know dad's uh uh, uh rock out F- throw, throw that fucking um uh breakfast club uh, uh uh album out this isn't your dad's uh uh movie from the i mean soundtrack from the movie album you know what i mean like i get it but it's just like there's a limit you know what i mean just in terms of actually being able to enjoy shit and like it's weird because i there is I can hear the musical proficiency in how, like, I still feel like as they're, like, there's a weird thing where it feels like they're just speeding up really fast and just going super fast. And somehow it feels like the guitars and drums are still keeping up with each other, like, despite how just organically weirdly sped up it feels. But it's just like, I'm just not enjoying it. You know, in the same way that the other tracks felt like, despite me not normally being in this neighborhood of music, like, I could still enjoy it. This just felt like, ah, you, you lost me, you know? How did you feel about the other one, the next track? Uh, Give the Human Devil is Due by Mystifier. I liked that one. Yeah, I I, I thought it was cool. Um, what, what, what was it? Say? I honestly think I honestly think the rest of the album is pretty strong in my opinion. Uh, I, this one rocked me. It was a little goofy. What was he saying? He's like, Earth is for, Earth this fire, run before something hits you. <laughs> like, is that what he said? <laughs> I, I I don't know. <laughs> it was run see, before something hits you. <laughs> that that was the big problem with the, with this album and taking notes is following along with the lyrics because they weren't always readily available. Um, so I'm having a hard time remembering which song was which because song titles don't mean anything to yeah. me when I didn't know lyrics. Did, did so you remember where Mom's it's a little hard to recall. Pussy was? Did you remember that one? <laughs> Yes, I, I do. I, I you do remember son that of a one. Bitch, you loved that track, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. This goddamn weird ass. You fucking listening to putting putting a, 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 a what do you call it? Putting a chopped up um, 
Chop didn't have uh, 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 ping pong balls in your eyes and, and putting white noise music in your ears, and you're like, oh man, I want to have the experience with the, where this music's going to take me. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Artsy fartsy over How here. How did you know? I thought I had my webcam turned off. I thought I had it covered up. No, man, I, 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 I can't explain why I like stuff like that, but just weird stuff like destroy all monsters mom and dad's pussy why is it called that just fucking brought a smile to my face i can't tell you why i just really enjoy weird experimental experience songs like that and the thing is it's like i i as you're saying it's like i feel like i get it but it's like for me there has to be some struck like you know what the the, the, the EDM song, uh, the trip hop song, where it was like really weird, and then as you're listening to it, it's like, oh, it feels like the track is mutating with this guy as right. he's like having his own. Like I like when it's weird, but wait a minute, there's something, there's a little track happening here. You know what I mean? There's something you can mm. follow. There is some logic. It just may not be your logic, but I can feel this. So when it just feels like it's Bonko cuckoo bananas crazy. I'm just like I don't have anything to grab onto, so I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? You know, like what are you trying to get me to experience? What even happens on the track? Because I confuse this with the other one. Uh, isn't this just more of like a baby crying or whatever the fuck? Like this one is the audio of a couple kids just saying a bunch of random weird shit. Oh yeah, they're like, uh, I want to kill someone. Wait, I don't mean it or something. And I was like, okay. I was trying to pull up lyrics, if you can call them that, because I don't remember exactly what was said by them, but I wanted to quote it because it was so fucking weird. I guess it's like, yeah, capturing kids just without a filter and without, like, a moral compass, just what they would just say. I think I have a nephew, like, in, you know, Texas when I went to visit him, and it's like, he'll just have moments where he'll just start rambling, where it's just like, you're not trying to communicate anything with me, you're just saying things that you heard on the internet, and it's like, it basically feels like you're an, what is it, an AI voice you know, sentence replicator, where you're just like, just take a couple of words and make a sentence with it, you know? Yeah, this is like AI-generated shit, but it's just just children being children, yeah. not like, oh, what's some random shit kids would this say? proto-AI-generated <laughs> words. It reminds me of the song... It was an album we reviewed by The Books. Yeah, I was just thinking that, yep. And it was it was a couple kids. I think that's what you were talking about before. It was like a couple kids saying yeah. like, "I'm gonna kill you." Yeah. <laughs> I just love that shit. It's just it's like, like we're like little rascals. I don't like, know, man. kids to be innocent, but no. When you were a kid, you, you were. It's not that you were innocent. You just didn't know what was happening. So everything was just didn't have any context and just felt weird and funny. You know. <laughs> I, I like unique shit. I guess is the best way I can put it because like. No one else is doing this. You know what it. I mean? I get it. It's like, oh, this is something. No no other sound. I can't hear this type of sound on any other track, but whatever this is. Yeah. I'm uh, giving the, uh, the pet food mm. right now, so I'm away from the microphone. Okay. You want me to wait a second? Just, just, yeah. Just okay. Where is my John? A couple episodes in the past, I've tried to, like, I tried to time it. I would say something, and then like 
you would start talking about a song and like, okay, good. I probably have like a couple seconds. And they're like, hey, so I, you know, this is uncharacteristic of me, but what do you think? I want to interrupt my thoughts and then, <laughs> like, God damn it. And, and you, you would kind of hear me in the background saying something like, just to kind of keep the conversation going, but then I'm ah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, do go on. <laughs> yeah. Expand on that. <laughs> you do go on. <laughs> oh man but yeah the next track is a uh, Bethlehem Bethlehem's Verschleierte Irreligiositat <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember that one the way you just went uh, yeah <laughs> what do you think about that one RC Klaus is back in the building uh, feels like a bit of a step down from the previous track, but I I do think that uh like the way it, it gets weird and blends at points where it's like you know I I, I like the heavy metal track that gets prog rocky, you know what I mean? That goes on an adventure and mm -hmm. switches shit up, you know. Um, I uh, I actually really enjoyed that one. Um. Not, I can't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I remember, I remember giving it a high score. Maybe though. We just trudged through a black German forest or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, th there's that track. So you know, we get we get a little flavor of you know uh, rock around the world. What's going on in Germany? The anger that's uh, uh, you know going on with the with the white boys in modern Germany, and. Then we get a little bit of classical music for you. Yep. Sweet mm -hmm. number two for solo cello in D minor prelude by Misha Maisky. And my favorite. Again, I get it. <laughs> They're doing that. Fuck you! You think you think we're just gonna do heavy metal? Oh yeah, cause cause that's just what you expect, right? Well, actually, we're we're gonna do this. Boom! We're gonna hit you with fucking classical music. What? Isn't that out of nowhere? Aren't we blowing your fucking mind? Fuck you, man! We're in the '90s. We'll do whatever. <laughs> but it's just so like, why is this here? Like, look. Making an album is about tone, okay? <laughs> like, and you know, when our good when our good friend Muse over here was talking about enjoying the noise rock of the two tracks that I found absolutely mm -hmm. detestable, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. but can understand the merits that they're talking about. Uh, you know, it's fitting the theme of what this album is doing. This is just so like out of left field. Like, it honestly feels like. Is there a scene in the movie where like one of the kids is like, oh, he's got a scholarship and he's going to get out of the, the trailer parks, you know, and, and he's going to make something of himself. He's going to be a classical musician. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it's something like that, you know, because I was trying to be like, what the fuck is the point of this music for happening right now? Or I was thinking like, I, dude, this whole track, I was listening and I was expecting it was going to be, you know, Adagio for strings. And then you're going to hear the rock band like kick down the door. Fuck that. <laughs> like I was waiting for that the whole time. <laughs> I see like this, this makes perfect sense to me. Like I kind of associate music like this with weird 
disturbing art house stuff mm. that it really didn't oh, so surprise going me. Over the credits. I was, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was weird to include on the soundtrack. Right. Because <laughs> um, it doesn't really fit here. Um, but yeah, you know. You know what I think it was? I really it, didn't know what to say about it. Like they had a movie. It's just a classical piece. You know, there's usually a movie soundtrack and then there's the music from the movie that's just like the orchestral the score, stuff. score, yeah. yeah. But this was just the one song they played like over the black and white credits, you know, like... <laughs> you know, gummo. You know, something to leave you thinking. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and, yeah, so, like, from here, it really... Like, I gotta say, it fumbles the ball because it's like... You know what mood you were going for. And even with the bad songs, they were at least fitting that mood. And this just feels so trying to go left field that it's just like... What even? Uh, we, we were at least rocking out. I don't know what you want me to do anymore with this. <laughs> like, because if I'm actually listening to this and I'm a 12 year old kid just trying to be dumb and rock out, I'm skipping this track every fucking time. I'm not stopping in the middle of my rage to fucking. And here's the water break, like you know. <laughs> or hey, maybe that maybe that is the point. Yeah, here's your cool down, angry white boy. <laughs> It's your cooldown track before the bluesy sleep number. Now, here's my thing. Yeah, maybe this should have come earlier in the album just as a weird fuck you, you know? Yeah. Maybe that would have made it fit better if it was, like, after three tracks and then, like, huh? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? But then it should have had the cutoff of the, fuck, then fuck that. And then hearing someone, like, picking up the cello and cracking it over his head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, then after that, we get fucking sleep with, with, with some grass for you. And dude, I, I feel like this is one of the better tracks on the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the, the for what it is, it's just a little ditty. The, the Pickens is so nice and it's so quick, but it's so, like, there's so much proficiency that's done so quickly that you're just like, damn, that was good. Like, who's that guy? <laughs> then we get this, I don't know. Like, look, that last track I rated as, as a song. Track before that, it's a fucking, you know, orchestral music or whatever the fuck. Uh, it, well, not orchestral, but you know what I mean. Uh, instrumental, uh, you know, classical music shit. But I still rated it as a fucking musical experience track. But the last one, I feel like we're really stretching it. Like, just a woman singing Jesus Loves Me. Like, this is just ominous 90s mumblecore aesthetic you know, we gotta have this while the while the guys are humping trash in the background with the dog poop, you know? Like, ooh, the irony, the, a sweet song whilst darkness is happening, you know, you gotta have that. Every 90s soundtrack album does this, where they end the album with a clip from the movie, and that's what this is. Uh, this is the very end of the movie. It's just this woman in a bed, and she's just singing this at the camera, and I guess they just thought, yeah, we'll just include that. Because if you've seen the movie, you know what it is. It, it's just kind of a... I just kind of counted it as a skit. You know? It, it, yeah. It's just a bit from it, the movie. It's like a slice of life movie at the end of the day. And, like, again, it's just like with this album. Just like with that movie. I get where they're going for. That doesn't mean I like it. You know? It's like... It's just with both. You know what I mean? Where it's just like... A, I get... No, I get it. I'm not like a... I'm repulsed and I couldn't comprehend... No, I'm... My brain is wiring, like, my brain is working as I'm seeing what you're unfolding before me in this Gummo film that's supposed to be about the, you know, twisted underbelly of Americana that, you know, 
nobody gives a shit about and these people are just kind of lingering in you know what i'm saying obscurity and and poverty and you know because uh, the point of the movie is that like oh you know a tornado just hit this town and we're seeing how like you know you could do an everyday movie about like uh poor people in a town but something about the fact that a tornado just hit this town you know th that adds to the you know the <laughs> i hate to say production value but like you know just the reality of like these things happen you know tragedy strikes and is there anyone to help clean it up well because of the system that we live in no there isn't so this is just what these people's every day is just like you know that's the undergirding thing of what the movie's trying to try to do right like and i get that i still don't want to see this shit because i want to see people swinging dead cats and hurting themselves you know like <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. What did uh, what did you walk away with for the soundtrack? Uh, though? Overall, I gave it a three out of five. Uh, again, it's a thing where it's like I see what they're doing, uh, but I just feel like more often than not, them just trying to thumb their nose at what it means to do uh, a movie soundtrack just feels like it pushes against just the fucking enjoyability uh, you know what i mean like i just want to be able to enjoy this shit like why are you making this a chore for me why are you being why are you being antagonistic to me i just want to enjoy your music <laughs> fucking three fours this week Generous across muse. the board <laughs> yep mm -hmm. good-hearted muse i mean it's not it's it's not me being generous when I thoroughly enjoyed those two uh, completely irredeemable songs that you would never listen to again if you had the choice. But, you know, that just shows the contrast in, uh, in the flavor of uh, criticism ship. <laughs> you know, it's diff different flavors we're coming at you with. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure deep in their heart, Dr. Goatman knew that when they requested <laughs> sure. this, they knew that those songs would be divisive. And that's, uh... See what these assholes got to on this one? And I appreciate that. I, I, I like pe people playing into our tropes. Ah, Muse is gonna love this. RC is ah, gonna hate ah, this. Nah. <laughs> they know. But, uh, talking about album requests and the wacky, wacky stuff that we get on this the show going off. <laughs> you can request an album to be reviewed on a future episode by heading over to our ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash going off that's g-o-i-n-o-f-f -F, to request an album to be reviewed on a future show we've got our individual patreons and hey, youtube it's the summer of uh, uh, me taking a break for a month. I'm not doing any Rap Critic uh, this oh. month, but uh, I will still be doing Review New, and I'm going to be doing Movie Nights and Video Game Nights, where we're going to be doing that freestyle uh, video game again, so that's going to be cool as shit. So uh, nice. come through, get with it, act like you want it. It is going to be the summer of RC kicking his feet up, and but you know, giving the benefits to the patrons, because they mm -hmm. get to kick it with me as I kick those feet up indeed. So get with it, act like you want it. Um, there's that, like I said, and then uh, Kofi.com slash Rap Critic, where of course you can still make requests for uh, um, uh, movie requests or uh, what is it, new albums? If you have like, specifically like a new album you want uh, to do, because like this, we like doing new albums as at our leisure on this podcast. But you know, uh, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, if you got something that you specifically want to demand, you know, for me to be like, no, this right now, you know, I get it. I'm, I'm the rap critic. You know what I'm saying? You want to you want to hear what's happening now? You know what I'm saying? You want to hear me uh, shadow box with with what's going on? You know what's going off right now? You know, um, mm -hmm. as well as doing a live stream request. I uh, also live stream uh, albums as well as 
best of requests where you can uh, request the best of certain albums. Some I mean, best of certain artists. Someone just did Dreamcatcher, uh, K-pop group, and uh, yeah. My Chemical Romance. Yeah, yeah. They were like, all right, give me the best of this. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know, roll up. My I was actually, I, go, I wanted to check out the, uh, I was curious as to what made your best of uh, MCR stream. Oh, <laughs> Well, when definitely I teenagers. I mean, the ones you'd expect, of course, you know. <laughs> now, well, I don't but, know oh, what to expect. But uh, there were some late period ones that actually really surprised me. Uh, there was one called Na 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 Live stream uh, absolute best ofs and album uh, streams are fifteen dollars each. But if you do two at a time, you get twenty for both. And if you are a patron at Patreon.com/slash/RapCritic, all requests that are over twenty dollars are half off. So if you uh, you know have a movie request that's I don't know if it's like eighty or something like that, it'll be like half of that. You know, so it'll only be forty. So you're getting more bang for your buck if you are a patron. So head on over to that Patreon.com/slash/RapCritic, get the full experience, get more bang for your buck for your dollar. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get better at advertising shit and you know just maneuvering as a internet business person uh but yeah get ready to act like you want it that's what i have to say all right what's your, you got anything else well i don't want to tell folks how to spend their money but if i'm very interested to hear your thoughts on danger days as a whole so if anyone wants oh, no. to hear a full review of the um up until now anyway final uh mcr album um the life and times of the fabulous killjoys please um Request and, uh, oh my God. that one. And someone keeps threatening Soldier Boy. <laughs> they keep going, Best of Soldier Boy. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, best. Okay. <laughs> I think you're going to say for um, for us, the fucking Soldier Boy like album, like the first oh, album. Oh, Lord. Uh, no, no. Th- that would uh, be interesting because I've never listened to it. So <laughs> I've listened to a podcast talk about it, and I've listened to certain tracks. It's as bad as you think it'd be, but you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I was like fucking Fruity Loops beats, you know, and I mean it, because it's true. He literally did uh, got all of his shit from a trial version of Fruity Loops. That is actually true. Um, but anyway, getting back to whatever the fuck we were saying here. Oh yeah, uh, promoting our shit, fucking the shit that we were saying. Kofi.com/slash/rapcritic for requests and Patreon to get half off of those requests. And oh yeah, uh, we're doing um, special Q and A. Uh, so if you're at the ten dollar level. Uh, we're arranging things for like you know once a month it'll be like a uh, do special Q&A sessions where you can ask us like you know questions and stuff for the Patreon you know whoa, whoa what's so funny why are you laughing I'm sorry I just pulled up I, I hate that you heard that I pulled up the Wikipedia uh, article for soldierboytellum.com <laughs> uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it a D Exclaim gave it an F Globe gave it a half Pop Matters uh, gave it a 1, Rap Reviews gave it a 3 out of 10, Rolling Stones gave it a 2, and Sp- Sputnik, uh, Sputnik Music gave it a 1 out of 5. A little underwhelming, you say? <laughs> a little bit. All, all music gave it 3.5. <laughs> Who's the kind soul in all music? He's like, hey, now I, come on now, let's give these new guys, let's give these young bucks a chance <laughs> with their Fruity Loose uh, free trial music. Whoever it was uh, bumped up their Metacritic score to a 53 out of 100. But yeah, so if you request a best of an artist, I will go through the discography. Yes, including Soldier Boy. And 
<laughs> come up with what I feel is the best stuff from their discography. I mean, look, I did Insane Clown Posse, all right? I can do anybody, all right? So They can do Lil B. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people are trepidatious about stepping into an artist's music, you know, and they're like, oh, where should I start? You know, you don't want to start with their first album because uh, maybe it doesn't actually, you know, uh, you know they're they, great they, artists. They take a second to get their footing. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, you, you could go to this album that has, like, great cuts on it, but, oh, now you're missing all the great songs that brought them to where they were, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm feeling that need of, like, giving you the, uh, like, no fuss, no muss. Here's all the quality, you know what I'm saying? Like, in one nice little package for that ass, you know? Mm -hmm. So give it an act like you want it. Um, And you got anything else to say before we we write out? Nope. I think you've covered it all, RC. Tied it up in a nice tight package. Okay, and... (laughs) (laughs) For going off, I'm used. And I'm the rap critic, and something hicky, uh, blicky got the stiffy, uh, remember that? Remember, remember when people cared about his cavalcade of nonsense syllables? <laughs>